Good morning, church, and good morning to you watching us from home or from wherever in the world. You are warmly welcome to the Rumford Baptist Church. My name is uh, Jude Faumi, one of the ministers here in the church, and later in the service, Pastor Vicky shall be bringing the word of God to us. I'm going to read from Psalm 104 for the call to worship. The scripture says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty. Who cover yourself with light as with a garment. Who stretch out the heavens like a curtain. So this morning we shall start by singing the first song, King of Kings, Majesty. Father Lord, we just want to thank you for the daily benefits we receive from you. You are wonderful God. You never dealt with us. via the magnitude of our sins. But your mercy, your grace, have totally overwhelmed us. We give you all the praise. And Lord, this morning, we come to you in worship. We pray that you will fill this atmosphere with your presence. And even those watching us from home, O Lord, fill the atmosphere with your presence, O Lord. Father, we pray that everything we shall do this day shall bring glory to your name. We praise you, Lord. Because you have given us victory via your resurrection. Thank you because the tomb was empty because you have risen. Thank you, Father. As we sing the next song, he has risen. I want to read from Psalm 103. And I just want you to follow me. Because many a times we think about what we have not yet received from God rather than thank him for what he has given us. Psalm 103, I read, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfies your mouth with good tidings so that your youth is renewed? like the eagles. 
And I'll just go to verse 21. It says, Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of ease who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. I just want us for one minute before we take the next song that says sing of the Lord's goodness. Just let's have a reflection. Have I been thankful enough? Have I been thankful enough? Let's look back the past 365 days. This time last year. Nobody knew what was going to happen. In fact, so many people were saying, oh, the world was going to come to an end. And yet, here we are still on our feet. We prayed to God. And God still gave us the wisdom, the scientists, the wisdom to bring about this vaccination. Let's have a reflection. Are we thankful enough? Are we thankful enough? Or do we always murmur or grumble? If it is too cold, we say, oh, it's winter. If it is too hot, we say, it's too hot. But are we grateful enough? Just let's have that reflection and think about it. If God were to start charging us for oxygen, I'm sure we would have all run bankrupt by now. But blessed be his name as we sing of the Lord's goodness. Good morning, everybody. You should have all received your notice sheet by now. Um, if you would like to attend church here um, next Sunday morning at 10.30, please do book in via the telephone number or the email address that is on the notice sheet. Um, we also have a Wednesday lunchtime service, and if you'd like to come to that, please do book in as well. The Baptist Assembly, um, obviously due to obvious reasons, will not be in person this year, but it's actually all going to be online, and anyone can register and view the activities. They all start this Thursday, so please do, if you'd like to take part in that, um, check out the information on the notice sheet and join in. If you um, are a regular part of this church, you would have over this week and the coming week be receiving um, a letter just about what's been happening. Um, we've been doing it over the last year or so just to keep everyone in touch. One of the things that is on there, if you are a church member, we have got a church AGM at the end of June and part of that will be um, a deacon's election. All of the information is in the um, letter and there is also um, a way to access that via the website. So if you are a church member, please do read the letter. Please do click on the link to read on the webpage um, and pray about it. And finally, today is the deadline if you want to submit an article for the church magazine, The Grapevine. Um, it's obviously online at the moment because of COVID. If you would like to submit an article, today is the deadline. You'll see on the notice sheet that um, just due to the last couple of months or so, the number of articles submitted hasn't been as many as we would like. So um, potentially this could be the last article, um, last um, grapevine that we'll be publishing. So if you would like to submit an article, all of the details are on the notice sheet. So please do um, get in touch. Thank you.
time for the offering. On behalf of the church, we, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all those who have continued to give to the church at this time. And as you know, there are uh, different ways where you can give to the church. Online, you can do it via the link which is going to pop up online. You can do it by back transfer, and you can send your check to the church. And if you're in the church, you also have the opportunity to use the contactless uh, machine to give between three and 45 pounds. But once again, I just want to say thank you. We are indeed very, very grateful. Let us pray. Almighty God, your word says you giveth power to make wealth. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the opportunity to be able to make wealth and to be able to give back to you for the good work which is being done on this mountain at Romford Baptist Church. Father, we pray your blessings upon all members. We pray your blessings upon what has been given, that this fund will continue to be used for the glory, to the glory of your name, for the expansion of the kingdom here at Romford Baptist Church and beyond. Blessed be thy name, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At this now, I want to invite uh, those who have uh, the Creative Church, please, you can make your way to join Sister Anna um, in the auditorium, in the hall, church hall, rather. I praise God for the opportunity to be able to come again together. So it's now time for Creative Church. Many of you, oh, my me, me microphone's falling off, hold on. Many of you will have um, heard us talk uh, many times about the prayer course that we did last year. And uh, we learned during the prayer course about how to give thanks to God, how to intercede for others, how to, to bring our prayers and our petitions, and how our own personal prayer life can make such a massive difference in the way that we live individually, but also as part of the world and as part of the church. Well, we've just finished our well-being course that we've been running online on a Wednesday, and we're going to restart in two Wednesdays' times, so not this Wednesday, but the Wednesday that follows, using the whole course or whole subject of what happens when we pray and God doesn't seem to hear, does God doesn't seem to answer. And there's going to be a video in a moment that talks about it. And there's also a book that accompanies the course by Pete Gregg called God on Mute. And as part of the book, there's a 40-day devotional that we can work through day by day. And I just invite you, if you've not yet engaged with this course in the past, or you just maybe just want to order the book and read it and, and join with us, even not, if not on Zoom, then read it together alongside us. We are beginning those Wednesdays on Zoom, at, uh, on not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday, and this video will just highlight it a little more. 
what I was expecting. But I think, if nothing else, it tells us when all this else is stripped away, when everything else kind of seems to be gone, what do we do? We turn to God in prayer. And this whole subject is about how do we engage with God when he doesn't seem to be answering or doesn't seem to be hearing. And uh, video left us maybe with questions. But that's actually what happens in life, isn't it? We are left with questions, wondering why things happen. I invite you... Whatever your own journey, whatever your experience is of God or isn't of God, this is a course when we can find out more about how God intercedes with us, is part of our life day by day. And our next song actually picks up on a sense of that because our next song talks about raising a hallelujah, praising and lifting our voices in prayer and in praise to God, acknowledging that God is a God who can do something amazing, even sometimes when we're not expecting him to, or even if it's in a different way to the way that we do. We sing again, I raise a hallelujah. It's now time for prayers of intercession. Let us bow down our heads in prayer. Father, we want to thank you because you always hear us when we pray. And your word also says the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groanings that cannot be heard of. And therefore, this morning, O Lord, we bring our church family into your hands. In particular, Father, we remember the family of Beloromen who was called home to glory yesterday. We pray that you will comfort them. We pray for your strength. Even as they plan for the funeral, we pray your blessings upon their activities, Lord. We also want to remember Anna Dennis, who is having an operation tomorrow in the hospital. Father, our prayer is that everything will go well. There will be no error, there will be no mistake. And at this juncture, I just want us to. Bring to the Lord silently anyone we want to pray for. Those who are in the hospital, you can just mention their name silently. Almighty God, we just bring... Everyone mentioned on the weekly notes and those we have silently mentioned to you, those who need your healing, those who need your touch, and those that need one thing or the other, which we may not know, but is known to you, O Lord. Father, my prayer is that 
you will meet everyone at the point of their needs, O oh Lord. Almighty God, we also remember our missionaries. We pray for your strength. Especially those who are in high-risk countries. We pray for your protection. We pray that, Lord, they will not be weary and they will not be tired. Father, Lord, we pray for the countries of the world, especially India at this point in time. When there was storm, you only pronounced your word, peace be still. Therefore, Lord, I pray pray for that country, India, that peace be still. All the underwork of COVID-19, I pray that, Lord, you will cause your angels to put a stop to the virus in India. Lord, we pray for the countries of the world where at the moment there is no peace. Particularly, we remember Nigeria where crime has now become the norm. Oh, Lord God, we pray for your intervention. We pray for the world leaders. Father, may you put in their heart what you want done and not that they will continue to pursue their own selfish interests, Lord. We pray for our church leaders here and in particular we commit into your hands Reverend Ian Bones and his team. We pray for wisdom. We pray for knowledge. We pray for understanding The Lord, he will walk without fear because you will always reassure him that you are with him. We pray that your love will continue to bind us together. In this church, we pray there will be no division, O Lord. Almighty God, we also remember our frontline workers. We pray that you continue to shield them. You continue to protect them. You continue to bless their activities, O oh Lord. Unto you, O oh Lord, be all glory. Because we know that you hear us whenever we pray. Blessed be thy name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Now, Brother Matthew, we come to bring the word of God via Bible reading.
Good morning, church. So this morning's reading is from John's Gospel, chapter 20, from verse 1 through to 18. The Empty Tomb. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken our Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They've taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned round and saw Jesus standing there, and she but she did not realise that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher, Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Madeline went to the disciples with the news, I've seen the Lord. And she told them what he had said, that he had said these things to her. Amen. As we prepare to listen to the word of God, we shall take The next song, I Surrender. If, like me, and uh, you've been part of going through the wellbeing course on our Wednesdays at RBC over the last number of weeks, and you had the book, maybe you were getting to the end of each section and you would write something down, maybe that we'd found challenging, uh, maybe that you wanted to think about a little further. Maybe for those of us who'd been particularly challenged by the physical week, are you still keeping up with your exercises or drinking that extra bit of water each day? Maybe as we looked at emotional health and our well-being, we continue to find ways to thank God and to declare how good God is each and every day. Maybe as a result of the relationship week, we've realized actually how much we need one another. Maybe we're in a better relationship with one, someone than we were before. 
we discovered how much each part of our well-being, those different areas in our life, has impacted on our whole health. And I wonder, what about the rest of us? The rest of us who maybe didn't do the course, who have been through this time together, as, as, as have we all, and wondered, how are we today? How are we doing? We're continuing with our theme of rebooting after COVID. And today's particular topic is seeing reality and the truth of who I am and grasping opportunities. That's why we sang that song just now. Lord, have your way in me. I surrender. We need to allow ourselves to open ourselves up to God. Say, Lord, it's your way and not mine. And when there's opportunities coming along, we need to grasp them. How many of us cannot wait for confirmation tomorrow from the government about which particular restrictions will be lifted? How many of us are looking forward to what that announcement may be? But before we do that, let's take a moment and think about what have we learned over the past number of weeks. Jan touched on this a little bit last week. I wonder what things have we learned over this last period of time that actually we want to take with us going forward? And what things do we want to leave behind? I wonder what things we've benefited from because of what's happened from COVID and all its consequences. And actually, maybe because we've not been able to do things, have we benefited from certain things as a result? I'm sure those of you in the building and those of you maybe at home or watching wherever you will be, we cannot wait for that announcement whenever it may come that we can sing once again in church. My hand will be up there as well as everybody else's. Not having to wear masks indoors in any kind of social setting. That will be another one that many of us would be voting for. But actually, for some people, that being forced to work from home has actually been a real blessing. They've spent more time with their family, they've seen their children, whatever it may be. That's been a real benefit to some people, and they don't want to return to the office, where there are others who are desperate to get back into that workplace setting. Many of you, I know, did a major declutter during that first lockdown when you were trapped at home, and how many of you are benefiting from the fact that your houses still look quite decluttered? And how many of you are regretting that maybe you did get through, get throw away a few more of those things that you didn't actually wish that you had done now? And who, when April opened and the shops reopened, have gone back and restocked and the, class, the clothes and the wardrobes and everything else looks as bad as it did, as it did all that time ago? Rebooting after COVID. Seeing reality and the truth of who I am and grasping opportunities. Well, as I thought about today's topic, I was reminded of a quote from our current course that we've just finished, from the wellbeing course, and it was a quote by Dr. John Townsend, and it says this, Life can leave us bitter or make us better. Life can leave us bitter or make us better. That really hit me several times, and actually I've, I've ended up printing it out and putting it on my door opposite uh, my desk here in the office. I wonder if that is true for us as a result of COVID and its impact on our daily lives. As a result, has our life become bitter 
or better. There's another version of this particular quote that's a bit more expanded on the internet that you can look up, and it says, every test makes us bitter or better. Every problem comes to breakers or makers. The choice is ours, whether we become victim or victor. I wonder, how are we feeling this morning? Are we living as victors this morning? Or are we suffering still from the impact that COVID has had on our lives? And let's not decry that. It has impacted on us all in so many different ways. But when we looked at the Transform Life series a couple of years back here as a church, we were told this by Dave Smith in his uh, thinking during the book. It said, are you living as a sinner saved by grace? Are we living as sinners who, through grace, have not only been saved, but are rejoicing that we've been made new in Christ and we're able to live as a saint? Do you feel like a saint this morning? I think some of us struggle with that concept of seeing ourselves as a saint. Perhaps we got caught up in the saints that you can see in other um, denominations and and religious thoughts and and practice. But of course, the downside is if we don't see ourselves as a saint, but we see ourselves as a sinner who's been saved by grace, we're more likely to continue to live our life as someone who is a struggling sinner, who continues to sin and is struggling to sin, rather than recognizing and rejoicing that because of Christ, he has made us clean. We are saints. We are his children. We can go forward with our heads held high following him in our walk day by day. It's about that perception, about how we view things from. A bit like Jan had the beach ball last week, depends where on our perspective and where we're looking at things. So back to the theme for the day. Seeing the reality and the truth of who we are. And I've chosen this passage from uh, John's Gospel on Mary Magdalene, particularly because I want to look at that whole concept of seeing ourselves and who we are and grasping opportunities through her life. And I'm sure some of you thought, well, we usually have that reading on Easter Sunday morning or in the Sundays immediately following Easter Sunday when we class it as a resurrection account. But actually, if we look at the story this morning, we will realize just how God, through Jesus, transformed her life and how she did indeed grasp the opportunities that came her way. So firstly, Mary knew what it was to have a tough life. Luke's Gospel, first one and two, says, After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him and also some women who'd been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Joanna, the wife of Chusa, the manager of Herod's household. Susanna and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. Before Jesus met with Mary Magdalene, her life was tough. She would have been living a life that was a life of shame and a life where she had no dignity. She would have been living a life where she was rejected by her peers because of what had happened to her, because of the way that she was living, because of those seven demons that were living within her. 
She may have been battered and bruised. If we think about the man on, uh, we can read about in the other gospel account in the country of Jerusalem, who was living up on the hillside with no clothes on and he didn't live in a house. And he was up there because he'd been outcast from society because he too was suffering from being possessed by evil spirits. We realize how for Mary that would have been her life too. Until Jesus came and transformed her, and healed her, and set her free. Mary Magdalene, her life was completely transformed as a result of Jesus coming in, and her responding to what he was offering to her. Life could have left her bitter. She could have gone back to her village and told people how terrible her life had been. She could have gone back and talked about how awful that whole period of her life had been and how people had rejected her, but she didn't. What did she do? She went, as we can see from that verse from Luke, and followed Jesus. She was so grateful that she'd been set free from all that had happened to her. Life indeed became better for her. She knew what it was like to have a tough life, but now she knew the truth of who she was. Who was she? She was a child of God, someone who God had come in and and, and done something mighty in her life, and now she was a child of God, loved by God for who she was, and she became a follower of Jesus, literally. She literally followed Jesus and the disciples around, supported them, cared for them, was part of that group of people who followed Jesus. And you can see her name crops up in again and again. And you can particularly see that her name crops up on the morning or over that period in the, in the weeks, in the few days around Easter. Because no matter which gospel you look at, as we read about the death and the resurrection of Jesus, this is the one thing they all agree on. Mary Magdalene was one of the women who witnessed Jesus' crucifixion. And not only that, but she followed the men taking Jesus' body to the tomb. In Mark 15, it says, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Jesus, saw where Jesus was laid. And Matthew goes on to say, Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he'd cut out of the rock. And he rolled a big stone in front of the entrance of the tomb and went away. And Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. Mary had had her life transformed by Jesus. She followed Jesus. She was so desperate to know more about her Savior and her Lord. She even went and saw him die on that cross in agony. She followed him as his body was laid in that tomb. And as she saw that stone roll over to the entrance of the tomb, she was there. So no surprise then, when she went back early on that Sunday morning to realize the surprise and the horror of seeing that stone rolled away, of looking in and discovering that the tomb was empty, 
No wonder then that she ran back to the disciples to tell them that Jesus' body had gone. No longer now is she a follower of Jesus, but she's actually someone spreading the news about what had happened to Jesus, even if she didn't know it at the time. John 20, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. She was heartbroken. We can read in the account that she returned to the tomb and she began to cry. Was she crying for all that had happened to her? Had life suddenly become bitter rather than better? She was crying outside that tomb. She'd followed him to that point of his death. But because of what he had done in her life, she hadn't run away like the disciples when Jesus was arrested. She'd followed and stayed and now found the tomb empty. Mary knew that she was a follower of Jesus. Mary knew that she was a child of God. Mary knew that she was loved by God. And now, thirdly, she grasped the opportunity when it was presented to her. If you look at verse 15 of the passage, you will see that she was outside crying and then she mistook Jesus as the gardener. She wasn't expecting to see Jesus. We know that. But when she realized it was Jesus, what did she do? She did exactly what he asked of her. Go and tell my brothers I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. And so she went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them all the things that he had said to her. The last chapter in the well-being course was a chapter on finding our vocation, our vocational well-being. Vocational well-being is talking about not only knowing God and making him known to others, but knowing who we are in God and following the path he has for us in our lives. Do you know what that direction is for you? Because if you know that you're a follower of Jesus, if you know Jesus for yourself, then you should be, as we were singing, saying to God, here I am, I surrender, show me what you want me to do. Grasp the opportunities that he has for us. It may not be the plan that we have, but if it's God's plan, he will bless us as we are faithful to him. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples and said, I have seen the Lord. But then we heard nothing more about her life. We know what happened to the disciples. We know how the early church began. But we hear nothing more about what happened to Mary Magdalene. She'd gone to declare that she had seen the Lord. And then it fell silent. And you know, 
That's true for so many of us, isn't it? We may have declared that we know the Lord, but maybe after that we've done nothing about it. We've not shared that. We don't know about Mary. You can look at the early church history and the early church tradition and you can see she may have done this, that or the other. But scriptures don't tell us. Scriptures are silent on what happened to her next. But she probably continued in her faithfulness of declaring that she had seen God. We don't know. Seen Jesus. We don't know. But she grasped that moment when she did, and I'm sure she continued to do that in time. And as followers of Jesus, we may not be well known. We may not be like Corrie ten Boom or Billy Graham or Charles Haddon Spurgeon or the Wesley Brothers or whoever well-known people may be in the Christian walk. But if we know we are loved by God, if we know we are a child of God, if we know that we're a follower of God... We need to grasp the opportunities of wherever God may be taking us, whatever God is challenging us to do. And we ought to be getting to know God better and better, even when life is difficult. So lastly, where does that leave us today? Let's go back to that expanded quote from Townsend. Every test makes us bitter or better. Every problem comes to breakers or makers. The choice is ours, whether we've become the victim or the victor. There's been no doubt that these last weeks and months and year has been very, very difficult for many of us. Some of us have had times when we have struggled Are we still struggling or are we able to rejoice that we can continue to follow God? My journey is different to your journey. Are you excited by what may be ahead and what will happen in the coming days, weeks and months? Or are you still living with that anxiety because of what you've been through? For some of us, we are fearful for the future. For others, we cannot wait for what the future will look like. There is still uncertainty, yes. But the one thing we know for sure is that God will be with us as he has been with us through it all. We've said repeatedly from this platform that God has been with us in the highs and in the lows. And all that we have experienced will have impacted us in different ways. And one of the things we want to do when we restart our evening services towards the end of June is to have that opportunity just to listen to one another and to share our stories of how these last weeks and months have been for us. Because each of our stories will have been different. Some of us will find that really helpful. Some of us may even find that quite cathartic. But for others, it will be painful because our journeys have been different. But God has been with us through it all. And there are still opportunities to be had. Wherever we may be, whatever we have experienced, whatever may lie ahead for each one of us. I look around this room. It's lovely to see people here that I know and people here that I don't know. 
downstairs and upstairs, it's great to see each one of you. It's great that some of you have felt able to return to church, even though it's not as it once was. And for those of you who are watching on whatever electronic device you are watching at home, God is with you there too. We recognize that there is still a hesitancy for some of you that you're not yet ready to return to church. I also want to say, don't let the reason for not returning to church be drawn out of the habit that you've got out of coming and gathering with one another. Don't let the reason of sitting at home with your coffee cup in your hand or having those few extra minutes in bed be the reason to stop you from coming. Yes, we understand there's a natural tendency and a natural hesitancy. For some of you, your journey has been hard. For each of us, our journey has had times of hardness, times of difficulty. Let's... The reason that we're not returning, not to be an excuse because we've got out of the habit, but simply because it's not yet ready for you at this moment in time. Let's grasp the opportunities. There is an opportunity to gather together. I was stood outside this morning welcoming some people as they were coming through the doors, and I was watching the car, cars coming down the road, and you could see people turn as they saw us coming into church. What a witness, what a testimony that people can see that once again we are gathering together as a church community because that is what being a Christian is about, being gathered together in life, in times of difficulties and in times when it's hard. Yes, we weren't able to for a period of time, but we are now, and it'd be great to see us together again in the days and weeks to come. Someone said to me a couple of weeks ago, our theme this year of 2021 of joy, peace and celebration is a really important theme and text this year. But wouldn't it be great when we can celebrate properly together and give thanks to God for having been with us through all that we have experienced. So I ask again, where are we today? However we're feeling or whatever we've been through, what is God saying to us today? Mary could have sat outside that tomb, Mary Magdalene could have sat outside that tomb on Easter Sunday morning and just wept. But she didn't. She firstly went to tell the disciples that the tomb was empty and then she went to tell the disciples that she had seen the Lord. God doesn't want us to remain stuck in a situation. But he is offering to find a way out of it if we allow him to come in and to grasp opportunities as they come day by day. We are children of God. We are loved by God. He wants to break through into our situation and sometimes that means we have to surrender and give to God all that we are feeling and facing and coping with. When Jesus died, he could have remained in the tomb. But his death wasn't the end of the story. There was the victory over death and the resurrection that happened in order for the story to continue. And we can't stay in the situation we find ourselves now. There is still the story to come. 
God still has opportunities that he wants us to grasp, that he wants us to go and do. Are we going to allow all that we've been through to leave us bitter or grasp opportunities and make life better? Sometimes we can't see our way through, can we? Sometimes we don't know what to do, but God does know. As we listen to this next song, I want to say to us, let's surrender. Let's allow God of the breakthrough to come in and to help us and you sitting at home, and the same applies to you as it does to us here, whether we're here, wherever we've been, we've all been on a journey, but God wants to break through into our lives today. And he wants us to continue in our journey so that we can continue to proclaim that we have seen the Lord, we know God for ourselves, and we want others to know that for themselves too. Let's listen to this next song as we stay seated. Beheaded off the top of the screen, let us pray. Father God, we recognize that we have all been on our own individual journeys. But Lord, we thank you that you have walked each step of that way with us. We thank you that, Lord, at those times when things have been hard, you have been with us. Lord, we thank you for those times when we've been able to rejoice and give thanks that, Lord, you have been with us then. But, Lord, we recognize that sometimes we can't see our way through. Sometimes we don't know what to do. But, Lord, we thank you that you are the God of the breakthrough. Father God, we pray that as we continue in the days and weeks to come, that, Lord, you will help us to grasp opportunities as they come along day by day. Father God, help us as we make decisions about what we can do and what we can't do and what we don't feel able to do. Lord, help us to break out perhaps of where we've got stuck. But also help us, Lord, to be wise, to know now is not the time for returning and that time will come. Lord, you know that. But help us in all we do to recognize that we are your children, that you love us and that we are called to share that love with others. Those opportunities in our phone conversations as we meet people, or even as we sit at home and send someone a card. Father God, you can be with us in those times too. Father God, however we are feeling, emotionally, physically, ready to face lots of people or still struggling to come to terms with meeting one or two, Lord, we thank you that you are with us at those times too. But Lord, break through at those times when we need, so that we can indeed re-grasp those opportunities and see where it is that you are leading us. We ask this in your name. Amen. And we sing at home, and we mouth, if we're here in the church, that wonderful, lovely old hymn, And Can It Be?
Our chains have fallen off. We can go free because of what God has done. He has broken through. He can continue to break through, and he will continue to break through our lives. And so whatever happens you do this week, wherever you may be, whoever you may be talking to, may you know God with you. Grasp opportunities as they come and continue to know that you are loved by God. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all both now and forevermore. Amen. And I'm ending my time in the wave. God bless you. Thank you for being with us, whether online or in the building. May God bless you this week.